Hello, you're listening to the Mag Culture podcast recorded right here in the Mag Culture shop, Clerkenwell, London. I'm Jeremy Leslie. And I'm Liv Siddall. Welcome to the Mag Culture Podcast. We're here today to give you a sort of, um, we're looking back at the year, a rundown yes. of what's been happening. And uh, we've got some highlights from some uh, some of our friends and guests, contributors um, that we'll be listening to through the show. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Christmassy episode. <laughs> On which note, I would like to ask you, Jeremy, if you could have Santa bring you absolutely anything this year for Christmas, what mm-hmm. would that be? Um, anything. Yeah. I want... Omar Sosa's New York apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so Omar, if you're listening, just um, you, you know where I am. What, That's what, a big one. What do you want? Uh, I was having a think about this and I thought either a David Hockney painting mm-hmm. or a caravan. So less less expensive <laughs> maybe than yours. I don't um, know. David Hockney painting, one of the famous swimming pool ones just went for the most expensive price of a living oh, painter yeah it did so it's quite i think I, I think i'm re- relatively austere in my wishes <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so it's been a very busy year here in terms of a quick rundown we've had 186 posts on the journal i found my way into uh, google analytics to discover that kind of review of the new british vogue uh, at the beginning of the year was the highest read piece excellent um and i was quite negative then and um it's, it's been a year just about since since the editor uh, Edward Enfield started, and actually, what I mean, what I think the, ne- the, the my negative feeling was about around the fact that it felt quite the magazine was struggling to sort of have um it, it felt poor in terms of editorial craft. They did this uh, there's this one issue where they had the same cover as a uh, an American magazine W, and it seemed weird that Vogue right, of all yeah. things should be sharing, and it felt a little lazy. But I think they've got over that now. They've got over that hump. They've got a really good uh, creative team. I'm not sure who's working with them editorially, but the the content has improved massively and it yeah, feels solid now. Yeah, who they're commissioning to write all the all those articles is is so good. It's it's actually very um it's got a kind of it's got a kind of cheekiness back to it, which I think it should have. You know how Tatler's a bit cheeky. Yeah. I think there's something about Vogue that he's done with it that's made it a bit more yeah a bit more fun, a bit mm-hmm. sort of like you know it makes you want to be part of this scene. I'm not quite sure who he's got working with him who's who's delivering it because he's very good i mean there's, there's a, a, a big story on new young models in the, in, in this uh, in the current issue uh shot by Stephen mizell and it's styled by the editor which is quite rare for mm. a, a, a big project that for, to, for the editor actually to be to be styling and i think that's where his heart is so he's got some yeah. editorial people that he's brought in who are delivering on the editorial side as well yeah and i think it's exciting again so i'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say having having started the year being negative um we can finish yeah, being a bit more positive. I'd love to meet him. Should we try and get him on the podcast? What are the absolutely, odds of that happening? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, maybe if I invite him to my new New York apartment. <laughs> um, a lot of posts online on the journal. Um, we've done eight Mag Culture meets, um, our monthly sessions here here in the shop. Um, highlights, difficult to, to pull. They've all been good, but I think um, Carol Monpart's talking about the plant was very strong. Yeah, And then... Um, we had a couple we had to cancel because the magazine involved actually wasn't ready to be shared. Um, but we went ahead with the uh, I magazines uh, presenting it, their issue 97, even though it hadn't actually been printed. And that w- was a really successful evening, slightly perversely, because they hadn't printed it. So they didn't have anything to actually show from the magazine, but they had all their research <laughs> material. They had, And it was a magazine about magazines. So they showed all the magazines that were going to be in the magazine without actually being able to show their own magazine. That's a bit complicated, me. but I think I follow yeah, you, yeah. Okay. 
but it worked well anyway. But yeah, and then uh, in about 20 minutes, we'll have done five podcasts. Woo! So thank you to everyone that's helped with that. Yeah, thank, thank you, you to all the listeners. Yeah, thank, thank you, John. you to uh, Thank you, John, our producer, and <laughs> everyone who's contributed. Uh, we did one flat plan session, which is uh, we, we, was our masterclass in magazine making. Um, that was in, back in April, and we'll be doing another one next year. Uh, but it's been great seeing some of the real magazines emerge from that. So it's a day where we it, it had various speakers and specialists advising um, the attendees how to make their own magazines. So as a result of that, we've seen three magazines. We've seen Fawn uh, about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ephemeral uh, is a smaller kind of zini type thing, but there's an issue two of that coming up soon. And, and then there's also another magazine, a men's fashion magazine called 502 Bad Gateway, which I haven't seen yet, but will be arriving in the new year. It's an excellent name for a magazine. Uh, it's catchy. Yeah, it's yes. catchy. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of personal highlights, um, what would be yours for the year? What was that, that kind of bit that you look back on and think that was that was really great? It's a difficult year to pull individual things out from because there's been so much happening. But there are, there are, there are of course, highlights. There are two things I would draw to. First of all, was being in New York and managing to catch an edition of Pop Up Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which is a live show that tours uh, occasionally around the states. Um, it's, it's made by the same team that do California Sunday Magazine, and it's a live performance, one night only. Uh, eight or nine speakers, uh, performers, talk through a, a series of stories, and they and they, uh, it's not videoed, it's not recorded, it's not photographed. So the only way you can experience this magazine, because they do term it a magazine, is to go along and and, and see it. So we were, um, we we're lucky enough to uh, go along to the Lincoln Center in New York and see this show, and it was the most extraordinary experience of of, of great present presentations of fascinating stories, as if they were in a magazine. So very different. That's cool. Characteristics and personalities. So on one extreme, you had a. a response to um, the political situation in the states at the moment which was uh, identifying that one of donald trump's favorite meals is a a particular salad that involves an iceberg lettuce (laughs) but bear with me and then and then the the, uh it turns out that the these lettuces are grown on the arizona mexico border using mexican immigrant labor Uh oh. and so 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 you know that it was a really well thought through and researched sort of piece that ended up with with this paradox that uh, the political apps that Trump was seeing through was going to deny him his favourite lettuce. I thought he only ate McDonald's because he was scared of being poisoned. I think that there's one, <laughs> there's one particular <laughs> salad he will risk. Um, <laughs> of course, he likes an iceberg. Yes, exactly. It's, 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 the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the least salad of salad. What's your favourite salad, Jamie? <laughs> Go on. Favourite salad? I do. I don't know what it's called, but I like. I like one of those, uh, salad with. Obviously, it's got leaves in it a uh, bit of blue cheese pine, pine nuts oh yeah maybe, maybe some something nuts, citrusy yeah. i don't know what it's called though well i have no idea but it sounds great <laughs> yeah do, do you have a favorite salad um yeah probably niçoise or chicken oh, yeah. caesar probably that's barely yeah. a salad really it's just kind of parmesan and chicken and where are you on salad dressing oh i love it yeah I, that is actually one of my specialities when i was a kid my parents let me make the dressing and that was right. like my job okay that and the dishwasher and a few other bits and bobs, but mainly the dressing. That was uh-huh. like where I really. So, so that's your forte. Making a French dressing is like, yeah. yeah. Okay, if okay. anyone wants me to make one, okay. just invite me around. Well, if you ever make me a salad, I'll, I'll have it without the dressing. No offense. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then the other highlight, which, which I must mention, is, is winning the Mark Boxer Award at the BSME Awards recently. Woo! Um, which was a real honour, and um, I've written about it on the website. Um, I'm sort of don't really know what to say, say, else to say about it. So I was very pleased to get it, and I, and I have to mention it here. So was it a complete surprise when when they announced it when you were at the award ceremony? Um, it was meant to be. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's so cool and well-deserved. Thank you. That was a definite personal highlight. And yours? I don't know. It's quite difficult. I think definitely um, Rough Trade magazine, which I used to make, was Mm -hmm. featured in uh, the print tearing up show at Somerset House. And that was really nice to go and see it in in the context of all those other magazines. That was yeah. quite a highlight in terms of magazine highlights. To, to, Another to, one. to see it framed with the, I mean, yeah. as part of this glorious selection. Yeah, because it because the magazine's over, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's sort of now it's got its, it's place got its, in in with with the other ones that are all over in as the well. pantheon. Exactly. Um, in the mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another highlight was earlier in the year I wrote for um, I wrote an article about bitching for L magazine. And um, that was exciting because, you know, people like my mum finally understood, you know, stuff that I'm mm-hmm. gonna it was kind of it was nice to write for such a big mm-hmm. magazine. And but to be honest, the best bit was getting um, through the post a handwritten, beautiful card from Anne-Marie Curtis, the editor in chief, with this kind of beautiful fountain pen scrawl just saying thank you for the article. And I thought that was just so chic that she sent mm-hmm. like this card and kind of I don't know. So that was like a really like, nice kind of. Yeah, yeah bougie chic thing that happened to me <laughs> in my year <laughs> and yeah that does sound good uh, oh yeah also one more when mm-hmm. we went to mod mag for mod mag new york uh-huh. um steph from uh, my culture mm-hmm. bought me a teddy bear from opening <laughs> ceremony yes, absolutely. and it's a green teddy bear called bogies and yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's definitely a highlight just to, yes, to have yes. that, to remind that, 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 that that could almost have made it into my highlights too to be yeah, honest the, the yeah. fun we had <laughs> <laughs> oh the fun we had with that bear uh, maybe I'll, I'll put a picture. I'll bring it to the next podcast. I have it in the picture or something. Anyway, we need to get on. So should we listen to some of our guest contributions about their highlights? Yeah, so you've been collecting highlights from lots of magazine people. Yeah, we dropped a line to a number of people that have either been involved or friends or you know people whose, whose point of views we, we respect. And some people got back to us. <laughs> <laughs> and here they are. <laughs> and, and here's the first set. Hello fellow Culture devotees, I'm Stephen Greger, the editor of Gym Class magazine, and my editorial highlight of 2018 is the Face Covers exhibition that's on show in King's Cross in central London. It's running until the end of January next year, so there's still a little bit of time for London people to go and check it out. It's an amazing, exciting, fantastic celebration of what is one truly one of the most iconic and inspirational magazines of all time. Congratulations to Nick Logan and his son for putting the exhibition together. And I'd strongly recommend it to anyone who has a chance to actually pop by King's Cross and check it out. Hello, this is Stephen Watson from Stack Magazines. Uh, My magazine highlight of the year was the print exhibition that ran here at Somerset House. Uh, It was curated by Paul Gorman and Claire Catterall. And I think they did an amazing job of telling the story of the history of radical independent publishing in Britain and how all of these magazines that came before led directly to the moment that we're living through now with so many great independent magazines. Uh, And it was the first time I've seen anyone really tell that story uh, and draw a a line through it. Um, I also want to mention the ball issue of MacGuffin because it was totally amazing. Uh, I think that that might be my favourite magazine of the year uh, and I'm sure lots of other people really enjoyed it too. Hi, this is Kirsten Algera from McGuffin magazine. I think our magazine highlight of 2018 was the quantity and quality of new independent magazines. 
um, a Dance Max, a Spira, Contra, and lots of other new magazines prove that niche magazines are much more than a rebellion against the fast pace of the digital age. Whether they present the love of dancing or horror or the relation between art and conflict, they're all a source of incredible detailed and well-researched information, an antidote to deep fake news, you could say. Hello, I'm Ian Birch and my book Uncovered about revolutionary magazine covers was published by Castle in October. My favourite magazine of the year has to be issue two of IA on Design. It's everything a great magazine should be. It crackles with energy and originality. It rejoices in brilliant paper technology, like the covers hollowed out all-seeing eye. And it's a, it's a non-stop glorious firework display of images and ideas that play with the theme of the issue, which is psych. And what a great theme to play with. Um, the magazine was, was started by Perrin Drum, who currently directs the orchestra there. And they're doing such a brilliant job. And as she says, it's this issue is at the intersection of design and mind-altering experiences of all kind. What could be better than that? I'm Perrin Drum, the founder and director of Design Magazine, and these are my magazine highlights of the year. Number one, launching Design Magazine. Number two, talking about it probably way too much at the ModMag conference in New York and London, and with the Monocle Guys on the Stack podcast, and with Steve Watson on his Stack Magazine's podcast. I've been fans of your guys' for years and years, so thanks for letting me in. Number three, Partying down with all of our readers at the Issue 2 launch party, which was full of glitter, psychics, and some Lady Gaga drag queens who crashed it later in the night. Number four, cover drama, because no mag maker's year is complete without it. We used Dayglow all over Issue 2 and found out too late that it wouldn't print on the cover stock we had chosen. But, you know, the printing room floor is a great place for last-minute redesigns. We were really pleased with how it turned out anyway, and it won Stack's Cover of the Year Award, so in the end, totally worth it. Which brings me to number five, winning Cover of the Year. Yay! And runner-up for Launch of the Year at the Stack Awards. Highlight and a half. And one last one I'm going to sneak in. Um, highlight of the Year, writing a satirical gossip magazine for issue three, which is out now. The whole issue is devoted to exploring gossip as a means of communication. And for a fun treat, we made a supermarket-style mini tabloid magazine about the world of designers. If my mom's listening, I want to point out that I finally put my MFA thesis on satire to good use. So see, those school loans I'm still paying off, totally worth it. Great to hear from everyone. Thank you all for sending in the message. And just off the back of Perrin's message, uh, Perrin Drum, who spoke last, there's an upcoming new issue of Ion Design, uh, her magazine, which is themed on gossip. And that is going to be fantastic if there's anything like the last issue they brought out. Absolutely. Well, the um, first two bit were, were great. From what I've seen, and this is when I mean, we're looking forward to when this issue arrives, but what I've seen online, uh, yet again, there's another art director, there's another look and feel to it. And, and this one has been designed to look like uh, a gossip magazine. There's actually a little glossy section in the middle that actually I think is a kind of mini gossip. Can't magazine. wait. Yeah. Hope there's some juicy secrets in it. And 
Uh, speaking of salacious gossip, mm-hmm. what a segue. Um, my favourite online magazine has been and always will be Pop Bitch. And if you don't sure. subscribe to their weekly newsletter, then please do as soon as possible because it is just, it's just the highlight of every week getting that in the inbox. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, and around this time of year, they put together a very well-made pop culture themed Christmas quiz, which you can print out and play at home. Um, and <laughs> as with everything Pop Bitch put out, the quiz is hilarious and slightly surreal and slightly seedy all at once. So I thought, um, because I've donated money and downloaded the quiz, I would ask you, Jeremy, two questions from the trivia section yeah. of the quiz. Okay, so, I'm going to be really bad at this. But ready? Go, but yeah. No, I think you'll be okay. Question four from the trivia round. What this year would have seen Michael Jackson's 60th birthday, but how old was he when he died? So um, I'll go for the round number of 50. You're absolutely right. Um, yes. Sorry, <laughs> well sorry, done. No, uh, and then next question. Noel Edmonds is in the I'm a Celebrity Jungle, but what is the nickname he gives to his penis and testicles? Is it A, Mr. Happy and the Twins, B, Noel Jr. and the Ed Mounds, C, Mr. Blobby and the Bobbles? Was this in Celebrity? This is just the nickname he gives to his penis Because I've been watching it avidly, and, and I know perfectly well no, that he no, came in just, as the king and, and it's everything. Just, it's just the truth. And... Uh, I must have missed this bit. <laughs> I'd be. You're going for B, Noel Jr. and the Ed Mounds. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Mr. Happy and the Twins. So, of course, of course. This, this essential stuff. It's essential if this, stuff. If, if that if, question if, if, is, is the kind of thing yeah. you think you'd be good at answering, do um, go on the Pop Bitch website and donate some money to, for them to keep up their good work, which is very important. And if you do, then you do get sent this amazing quiz. And... That's just a trivia round. I mean, there are lots of other rounds and it's just fantastic. So Something for Christmas. That. Something for Christmas. Get, get maybe, holidays. maybe judge the audience, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't get that much more gross than that. London printers, Park Communications, are a key part of the independent publishing scene, taking indie mags from desktop promise to printed reality. Over the last year, they've produced over 90 different magazines with a huge variety of print ones and finishes. Park offer a wide range of services to make your magazine stand out in a shop like mag culture. Check out the latest issue of Illustration Magazine Wrap to see how Park can insert fold-out posters to a perfect bound magazine. Just like mag culture, Park love magazines and we're proud to have them sponsor this podcast. A few more upcoming new magazines. Um, there's a fantastic publication called Hacking Finances, which uh, Alana Schlenker and her work partner, Mark Pernice, have put together, which is a great-looking magazine. But the, 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 the fascinating thing is taking this very serious subject of business startups and running your own finances and such and made it look cool. And it's a, it's a lovely-looking magazine. I'm fascinated to dig deeper and, 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 and read more about that. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, um, you wouldn't have thought, actually looking at that, that it was a finance magazine. You would have thought it was some kind of, like... I don't know, it's, it looks kind of like a cool music magazine or something. Yeah. But um, I had a bit, a bit of a flick through and there are some big words in there. But at least it's actually going to teach us something, which is, um, which is going to be good. And you know, it's always good to know more about how to finance your business. Isn't that right, Jeremy? Well, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to take it home and, and, and read it over Christmas. Especially and, when you work in uh, the magazine industry. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, in terms of more upcoming new magazines... There's a brand new Happy Reader, which is very good news. Um, I know it's got a very loyal fan base and everyone always looks forward to seeing who the new cover star is. And it's the fantastic Laurie Anderson, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a fantastic interview. I don't know who's interviewed her, but I know the rest of the magazine is based around, as they always are, based around a book. And this time it's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. 
Um, so that's going to be great. Yes. And, very and as I understand it, the, that second section about the about the uh, the kind of guest book is, is has a slightly different feel to it this time. I'm not sure what they've done. Can't but, wait. Um, I know. But it's I'm a big be fan of, of that magazine and of Laurie Anderson. So it's yeah. I'm very invested in getting to see that when it's available. There's also a new edition of the Rubbish Famzine. Issue eight is on its way, and the uh, the family, uh, the mum and dad and two kids, have recorded a single to go with this. The video's already online if you want to have a look at that. There's actually a seven-inch uh, single comes with the issue, so we'll have that in stock soon. Very exciting. God, the amount of effort they must have gone to to get their family together to make a ma- uh-huh. another magazine and record a single yeah. and get it on, get it pressed <laughs> on they the do, vinyl. They do. There's footage online, as ever, of them as a family, putting together all these little pieces and sticking stickers in, and it's all handmade. So cool. It's, it's um, crazy, but wonderful. Wonderful. Also worth a mention in this category is Some Such Stories 4, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic collection of essays, fiction, and pieces by some really great writers. And there's a really, really excellent piece by Kieran Yates uh, called Fan Fiction, uh, which is based around famous non-white characters in kids' movies, including the token cool Asian from Mean Girls, Padma mm-hmm. Patil from Harry Potter, and The Girl at the End of the Jungle Book. And it's just very well written. And that's just one of many very, very well clever. written pieces yeah. in, in Some Such. So definitely pick that up. Also, it's so beautifully printed and it looks so good that I reckon that's passable as a Christmas present off on, well, it's, on its own. It can, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's an ideal pocket. For any um, person you know who's a bit literary, bougie London literary woman would um, quite like that. Yeah. Uh, right, so now we've got round two of our guest contributors talking about their year highlights, starting with the lovely Fernando Pacheco, producer of Monocle Radio's The Stack and Monocle 24. I am Fernando Augusto Pacheco. I'm the producer of the Stack Monaco 24 radio show about magazines. Well, my magazine highlight of 2018, I would say, is the resilience of the good newsstands that are still out there. I mean, we, we spoke a lot about the ones that closed down, unfortunately. But we should also celebrate that there are still many, many places where you can buy your favorite titles. For example, just here around the corner of our office, we have a Shriji News Agents, which, I, you know, I buy magazines almost every day um, at Sandy's shop as well. And in my travels around the world, very happy to see that you still have the excellent 24-hour newsstand uh, World Book and News in LA. And also in my hometown, São Paulo, Banca Bruno, in Avenida Paulista, which is São Paulo's biggest avenue. I've been going there since as a kid, and they still sell an amazing selection of uh, Brazilian titles and international ones. So yes, 2018 is, I think we should celebrate the still very wonderful newsstands that we have. And we can still buy our favorite titles. Actually, I might go to one right now. Hi, I'm Indy Davis, and I'm the editor of Lecture in Progress. Um, and my magazine highlight of 2018 would probably be the Galdem takeover of Guardian Weekend magazine. Um, I think the reason why I was so impressed with this was just to see such a massive institution and established platform handing over to guest curators from a much younger, fresher publication that has real social drive to create some really brilliant features. I guess also because at Lecture in Progress, we're all about opening up the creative industry, make it more accessible and transparent. Um, This is something that I think would be wonderful to see so much more of. And I think it goes to show how beneficial it is for both sides too, in terms of celebrating and giving more exposure to a whole new wave of talent and voices, and especially those that have formerly been underrepresented in those spaces as well. Hi, I'm Robert Newman, creative director of This Old House magazine. This was a hard year for magazine publishing in New York City. 
There was an acceleration of corporate consolidation, including the sale and shuttering of Time, Inc., and the deaths of print editions of numerous magazines, including Glamour and Seventeen. And increasingly, the people who make magazines have found themselves squeezed by diminished resources and expanded work and downsizing on many levels. So easily the highlight of this past year for me was the Mod Mag New York edition at the end of May. Combined with a pop-up version of the Mag Culture Store and a series of interviews with magazine makers, it was a rare moment of inspiration and community for me and many others in the magazine publishing world. ModMag offered a sense of optimism and even glory and a reminder of the joy and passion that we hope to find in the work that we do. At one point in the proceedings, host Jeremy Leslie promised that ModMag would be a celebration, and that's what it was. It was a day packed with creativity, excitement, and learning, and the ability to talk for a change about what we could do instead of what we couldn't. The magazines and people who were there were a joy to behold, from Apartamento to Gather Journal to the New York Times Magazine to Breakout Star Anxi. There was a publication for everyone, each seemingly more brilliant than the next. ModMag left me feeling inspired and invigorated and points the way to the future, or at least the next steps for magazines. I'm really looking forward to their 2019 edition. Hello, this is Rod from Good Trouble talking to you from New York. One of my magazine highlights of the year was getting to speak to Harry Leslie Smith for the second issue of Good Trouble. Uh, Harry very sadly passed away a few weeks ago uh, at the age of 95. Uh, he was a survivor of the Great Depression. He was a World War II veteran. Uh, and in his later years, uh, he was a, a writer and a, and a committed social activist uh, and a hero and, and inspiration to many. Uh, so all of us at Good Trouble, we just wanted to pay tribute to Harry. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, I'm walking along. Um, it's Saturday. Uh, it's kind of cold. Okay, so I look back at your email just now, and I see that you asked me what my magazine highlight is. And I, I just thought for a moment, and I well, thought for a while, and then I, I couldn't think of anything apart from things which are completely self-obsessed. But uh, my magazine highlight is getting back into magazines. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's just doing magazines, doing some more magazines. I've done like a paper, two papers, and then I'm doing an interview now. And for however long that lasts, it's fun. And I, that, that, that's my highlight, very self something. To, yeah. I think my favourite magazine of, of, that I, I bought a lot of this year is Art Review. So I don't know what that means about me, but I like that magazine too. Um, okay, so uh, that, uh, that's me. That must be out. Uh, remember, social media is self-harm. Keep safe, keep warm. Uh, lots of love. Bye. So thanks to everyone who sent us a message. It's uh, so nice to hear there. Uh, Richard Turley's message in particular, in which he talks about falling back in love with magazine making. Um, he's been very prolific this year, and it's great to hear him feeling so positive uh, about the form. Um, that's a nice message to leave on. We'll also be publishing uh, the Mag Culture team's favourites uh, on the website uh, nearer the end of the year, so look out for those. On that note, just uh, quickly before we go, 
Um, we're looking for an editorial assistant for the journal to work one day a week with us uh, at Mag Culture. So if you or anyone you know um, you reckon would fit this role, uh, check out the website. Last but not least, time for the back issue. Jeremy, what do we have this week? The reason this came back was because one of the people behind this project, uh, Kevin Braddock, visited the shop recently and he, and he was in and it reminded me oh, he's so great. of the most fantastic magazine that he and a, and a couple of other people made um, in around about 2008, 9, 10 called Manzine. Oh, um, it's so good. And it's, it is, it's across, it's, it's kind of across between private eye and maybe even a little bit of mush pit in there although it predated much a bit. And it's a zany approach to what it is to be a man. It takes the piss out of men's magazines and the cliches of men's magazines. Yeah. And it just has a laugh. It's fantastic. It's just perfect because it's not, it's not taking the piss too much. It's still got this kind of tenderness at, at the heart mm -hmm. of it. Um, and it kind of takes the piss out of the kind of like pressures of being a man and, it, and that sort of thing. But also it's, it's sort of laid out. As you say, it's like private eye or... This is a bit like the New Yorker. Yeah, there's, this bit. there's lots of pastiche design work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very black, it's black and white and zany. They make references to it, all sorts of magazines along the way. Uh, but you're right. It is, I mean, it, it has a beautiful tone, which there is some very good long form writing in there, as well as the pastiche advertising and little jokes and speech bubbles and such like. There's a couple of things I just wanted to draw attention to in particular. And that is the, is the kind of pastiches of magazines. So, um, they propose a magazine called Manacle, <laughs> um, which is which you know is is, is the manzine version of Monocle, um, and and they've they've designed a, a, a front cover and it's based around the idea of uh, brand extensions and so they they actually set up a little kind of mini shop um, <laughs> selling um, high vis yellow vests, um, which would be very useful in France right now. Um, They're sort of like joke adverts, really, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah. great, and I'm not sure like all these kind of classified ads and stuff are they real or that they're just they're all, no, they're, well, is a no, joke? no, no, they're, they're 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 a joke. I mean, I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> bunch there's a bunch of office chairs uh, that is taking the it's an easy easy parody of of IKEA. Uh, so there's there's one very uncomfortable looking chair called Tossa, uh, <laughs> another more comfortable one, but that, that's called a Oanka. Um, there's the Clarkson. This is good. Things I'm bored of hearing hearing about from people. Things that are done with a twist. Things that are quirky. Things that are del deleterious. Views that are said to be stunning when all they really are are views. <laughs> <laughs> people who wish to, wish to touch base. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's just yeah, it's very. And good. Have, it's there's very a regular well series called Design Classics, and that ranges from everything from the pint glass, which feels very self-evident, to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> What's that bit that you were showing me earlier from when they were sort of calling out? Um, Mr. Porter for yeah, helping yeah. fantastic so, men. So, so I mean, there is there is this um, another magazine they 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 um, very successfully uh, mimic here is Fantastic Man. They have a front cover there, but they they note how Mr. Porter, the online shop, has has took so much of their visual and verbal identity from Fantastic Man, and so they've come up with this uh, uh, pretend magazine called Fantastic Porter. And there you have men of note, and there's a picture of a railway porter looking very stylish in 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 the steam of 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 an engine at a station. And apparently, Mr. Derek Codgers, 52, is one of the most blogged about, tweeted, and influential porters at the Great Western Railway's <laughs> Oswestry Goods Depot, Platform Four. Here he shares <laughs> here he shares his style secrets. Do you want, Excellent. Do you want some? Yeah, I do actually. Have you been influenced by any of the very strong looks in the classic film, The Night Porter? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> no way, mate. <laughs> anyway, uh, and on we go. It's, it's a, it was a fa- fantastic magazine that, as I hope we've demonstrated, it's, it's from a, maybe t- 10 years ago, but it's timeless. And it would be lovely, if not to see it back, see it republished in book format or, or have some sort of life. Yeah, direct. that would be great. And definitely worth trying to get your hands on a copy if you know any um, people who would... I mean, that's a, if you could get someone a whole Nick set it. of those, that's a really yeah, good, oh yes, really yeah, good yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's probably the end of the episode. So Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Ha- have a great break. We'll be back in the new year with, um, with less of a look back and more of a look forward. That'd be nice. All right, bye. All right, cheers. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Mag Culture Podcast. Please show your support and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Thank you.